0: Father, you are welcome.
1: Jesus, you are welcome. Spirit, you are welcome in this place.
0: Father, we thank you for your manifested presence. We thank you for times of refreshing that come from the presence of the Lord. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for all the spiritual blessings that we have in you. For it's in you we live and move and have our being. Nothing on earth compares to you. So we set our affections this morning on things above and take our eyes off of those worthless things that mean nothing. You alone are worthy of all praise, all glory, and all honor. We give you the preeminence this day, Lord Jesus. And we say you are Lord of our lives. And we say your kingdom come and your will be done this day on earth as it is in heaven. Now Spirit of grace, you know each one of us individually. Where we're at, what we're dealing with, our cares, concerns, anxieties, frets. Holy Spirit, help us today focus on Jesus and His living Word. We expect to receive today from the Father's Word. And we thank You, Lord, for Your holy angels that surround us this morning, that are worshiping with us. Bring messages from heaven. Watch over the Father's Word. To perform it in Jesus' name. We worship you. And all God's people said, I believe it. it. Amen, amen. You may be seated.
1: Bibles open to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We have been talking about the spiritual gifts. There are nine spiritual gifts three revelatory gifts, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and diverse uh, uh, discerning of spirits. There are the power gifts, gift of faith, supernatural faith, gifts of healings and working of miracles. And then there are the inspiration gifts or the gifts of utterance, which are prophecy tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And the spiritual gift of tongues is different than your everyday prayer language. It is a supernatural gift, just like you have, everybody has a measure of faith, but then there is a gift of supernatural, a supernatural outpouring or measure of faith. So today we're going to talk very quickly about the three gifts of utterance or, or inspiration. And in First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse three, it says, But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to man. Now if you understand prophecy you have prophecy and you have the gift of tongues and interpretation. And Kenneth Hagin always likened it to this. If prophecy was worth a dime, then tongues and interpretation were worth a nickel each and together they were worth a dime. So they are the same. Tongues and interpretation have to be used together to bring about the same function as prophecy. Do you understand that? So, But basically they're all the same thing. So if prophecy is to speak edification, exhortation and comfort, then tongues and interpretation is the same thing. The simple gift of prophecy um, is a supernatural gift expressed in a known tongue. The gift of tongues is a supernatural gift expressed in an unknown tongue and then it is interpreted by a known tongue. The simple gift of prophecy is to speak edification, exhortation, and comfort. Edification is instruction for improvement of a person spiritually, morally, or intellectually. Exhortation is an address or communication emphatically urging someone to do something, to give warnings or advice. And comfort is the easing or alleviation of a person's feelings of grief or distress. So what Nate said this morning was exactly right. Prophecy is never to tell you what to do. You are, if you are born again, you should be led by the spirit of God. Prophecy confirms it, encourages you maybe to step up to the plate with that, brings possibly some correction and direction, but pretty much most people just want the comfort side of it. And I think that's where we miss it. So it never leads you. The simple gift of prophecy in the New Testament, there is no revelation or foretelling and people get that confused and that's where the 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 error and the problems come in there's no foretelling that's what word of wisdom and word of knowledge are for and that is exercised by a prophet you need all of those gifts together as a prophet the fact that a person has prophesied does not make you a prophet to op- the fact that a person has prophesied does not make you a prophet. If you, I'm not going to have you look it up, but in Acts 21, if you look that up later, in verses 8 through 11, Paul goes, and he goes to the house of the evangelist Philip, and it says his daughters prophesied. And then about two scriptures later, it says, And then a man named Agabus came, and Agabus was a prophet prophet. That ministered to Paul. There was a distinction there. And you've got to understand that. So the fact that a person prophesies. Does not make you a prophet. To be a prophet. You have to have at least. The word of wisdom. The word of knowledge. Or discerning of spirits. Operating in your ministry. And then prophecy. Because a lot of times. The word of wisdom or knowledge. Will come forth as a prophecy. But people get confused in that. So that's why we need to have understanding. So interpretate, so the gift of tongues is a supernatural utterance by the Holy Spirit in a language never learned by the speaker interpretation of tongues is the supernatural showing forth by the Spirit the meaning of an utterance. In an unknown tongue, it's not a translation. It is an interpretation. And we, don't, we haven't seen it operated a lot, but if you watch people like Robin Bullock, I've seen it operating in his ministry, and he'll be on the stage with his worship team, and he'll look over at one of the women, and he'll kind of nod to them, and they will give a tongue, and then he gives... The prophecy or the interpretation and it in a prophecy and it's an exhortation usually just to let's get going, hang in there, don't get faint, just push on and, and that's what that is for. And then when we were down at the conference in Council Bluffs the night that Pastor Hank and Brenda ministered to people, Pastor Hank would give the tongue and Brenda would give the interpretation and, and basically, they had ministers up there, and they were just encouraging them to keep on doing what they were doing and, and, and to follow after God. So that's what that's for. The gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues used together equal prophecy. In 1 Corinthians 14, you can look it up, 1 Corinthians fourteen, thirteen through 15, 27 through 28. And verse 40, it talks about that. Now, in the back, I've got these sheets. And it goes through all three of these if you want to study them more. But let me finish in 1 Corinthians 14. I'll read verses 13 through 15. Pages are stuck. Let's start with verse 12. It says, even so, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church or the building up of the church that you excel. And that's another area where people, they want to do it to promote their ministry or they feel compelled to do it because people want that prophecy. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he might interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. So when a gift like that comes forward... In a tongue, it needs to be interpreted or it's not doing anyone any good. Verses 27 and 28, it says, If anyone speaks in a tongue, let them be two or three at the most, and each in turn, and let one interpret. So everybody in the whole place doesn't have to be having a tongue because it's supposed to be done in order. It says, But if there's no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church, and we'll go over order more in the weeks ahead, and let him speak to himself and God. And then verse 40, it says, let all things be done decently and in order. So if you want to understand the order of a church service with gifts operating, then you need to read in 1 Corinthians 12 through 14. Ephesians 4.29 says, do not let any unwholesome or detrimental talk come out of your mouth, but only that which is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So the gifts of the Spirit, that's what they are for, to benefit others, to help others, and to meet their needs. So that's how God uses those gifts. So like I said, this is in the back if you want to study that out more. We're going to receive this morning's tithes and offerings. If you need an envelope, raise your hands. The ushers will get you an envelope. And while they do that, let me make just a couple announcements. Next Sunday is the first Sunday of the month. It will be Donut Day. This will be the last Donut Day we have of the year. And it starts 9, nine fifteen, 15, but we need to be shutting it off by a quarter till because you need to be coming in and be focused. So if you're going to do that, be here no later than a quarter till. And so that's next week. And then on the 5th of December, that would be the first Sunday of December, Pastor Doug Daniels and his wife, Eileen, will be here from Lord of Hosts, and you don't want to miss that. So, ushers, you can go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings.
0: I was sitting here and just just got this picture in my head because of the way we worship today. <clears throat> when we weren't played football, and how many played football in high school? What do they call this thing that you push against? A sled? You remember that? <laughs> I was a little overweight and wasn't really in the best shape. And I can remember I did not like that. Because there's a... That's what we're doing spiritually. So, you men understand, you have to have that tenacity to press in. If you don't like us exhorting you all the time, then just get with the program. Thank you. Amen. Look in your Bibles, please, to Psalm 89. Psalm 89. We're going to get started with this. Last week as we were worshiping, there was a tongue, and interpretation of tongues, and I remember the phrase, it's the season of the shout. And if you're listening to the prophets, and you've been listening for the last year and a half, they're, they, they basically are saying we're, there's going to be a time of great celebration. I just looked on Fox today and Biden and had a third of his cabinet's going to some climate thing. I don't know if it's in Scotland or somewhere. You know, all that's going on in the world today and they're going to they're still concerned about the climate. Listen, there's going to be a day of celebration. And so we've got to stay focused. On the word and what the Father is speaking through the prophets. And so I believe this is prophetic as we start talking about the shout. <coughs> this church has never been a shouting church. And it's not because I'm so introverted. I'm definitely not. Am I introverted, Abraham? I'm very, my wife and I are both very outspoken people. So are my boys. I don't know where they got it, but they're that way too. And so we, we've got to, to, to learn if, if God is saying this is the season of the shout, we shout. We don't sit and pout. We shout. And so take the cue. If I'm yelling glory, that's your cue. Now, if I'm in the middle right now teaching and you start shouting, you're out of order. There's a time and a place for it. And so, I believe, you know, as I begin to share and teach on on the shout, you'll, you'll, you'll grasp it. And see, I don't care what you do. I come in here every day and I start singing by faith. I come over and make that walk from the south building over here, sometimes I do not feel like I'm even saved. And Satan's right there to accommodate you. There's a lot of fiery darts right now being launched against us. I'll guarantee you, everyone in this room, fiery darts of doubt, This and that and your finances, your relationships, your your abilities, your gifts. He'll come and sit there and just speak into your ear and whisper. You're not going to make it. You'll never fulfill your spiritual destiny. And so you and I have to take our authority in Christ and tell Him. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Devil. The good work the Father began in me, he's going to finish it. Oh, I'm not. I'm just trying to be polite now. Go back to where you belong. It's an attitude. And if you've been here with us how many years, you should know we have an attitude. That's why my I don't pastor a church of 300 people, 400 people. I believe God wants us to do that, but it's going to take a people united that understand. See, the thing that I don't grasp, I don't get this. When we say lift your hands, it means lift your hands. When we say shout, it means Shout. When we say, be quiet, be still, be still. See, it's order. But if you, if you and I are not willing to obey in the small areas of our life, how do you think you're going to take care of Goliath? You won't. If you can't tithe, how do you expect God to rebuke the devourer for your sake? I like that what you said today. I, I'd forgotten. He, he's very anointed in that area of, of, of increase. But if you're sowing an offering and you don't tithe to the local church, your offering's null and void. I said, if you do not tithe to the local church, your little piddly offerings are null and void in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah, this is the thing, and um, we're getting off, and that's okay. That's the Spirit of God. I asked the Spirit of God to turn my heart in the direction He wants to go. And I say this, and I'm glad you brought that up. I don't tell you to tithe because we need your money. Dear Jesus, if you knew where we came from and how we started We started below ground, then finally got up to a level. And God's always taken care of us personally in this church. But I'm telling you, if you're not tithing and you come to this church, you've been warned. you've been warned, and we've said it for how many years we've taught finances, tithes, offerings, and alms, have we not? We have been good stewards to communicate to you all how important it is to tithe. It's all about your heart. See, if you're not tithing at Harvest Church, says you've got a heart condition. A spiritual heart condition. And I'm not telling you that to get your money. Because we don't we don't have to. You're not our source. God has brought finances to this church. You wouldn't believe the stories. Of, of people that have given into this ministry through the years. That weren't even members here. And God always provided for every one of our needs. Our storehouses are getting full. So you've been warned. Say, I don't understand. Listen, if you don't understand tithing and you're new to the church, I get that. If you're a new believer, you don't understand kingdom finances. So you you need to be taught from the word. Give you an opportunity. See, I tithed, I was a Methodist boy in the in the in back way back. Born again, but I didn't know anything, but I knew enough I needed to tithe. I needed to give. Now, I don't know, I believe it's the Spirit of God when I'm speaking. That's why I'm just taking my time, because I want it to sink in. We have families here that have been tithing for years, and they're blessed. Their businesses are blessed. When they sow their offerings, it's given back to them, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I love you. And if I wasn't a good shepherd, I wouldn't warn you. Because there's plenty of shepherds out there who will tell you what you want to hear. Tickle your ears to get your money. It it isn't that way here. Say, please go on to the shout. Okay, let's do that. Psalm 89. But I appreciate you speaking up because I, I did sense in my spirit that, that it is a warning. Sometimes you just got to step out and do things by faith. Amen. Now, we're going to define shout. I don't know how far we're going to get today. I better look at the time. Okay, we'll go to three then. I'll give you a little bit of an introduction. We're going to define the word shout from the Hebrew. We're going to learn that shouting is a command. (laughs) It's a command. See, if, if I say shout and you don't, then you're not under command, you're disobedient. Thank you, Lord. You know, Timothy, I've been thinking about you the last few weeks. Because what's coming, I'm going to need teachers. You've always been obedient, but I'm giving you a forewarning. You're going to be working with new believers. And you're going to be teaching them. So, I'm just just telling you that to encourage you because you have the gift. You're able to, isn't he got a sweet spirit? Faithful man of God. So now God is going to promote you and you're going to come up higher. So when you're called upon, don't worry, I won't just dump it on you. I'll give you information. I'll show you what to do. But you're going to help us deal with the new sheep. And you said, yeah. <laughs> "I love, I love ex-military. I just, Amen. I like this in Psalm 89. I want to read it from a couple different translations. Psalm 89, verse 11. It says this." The heavens are yours, the earth also is yours, the world and all its fullness you have founded them, the north and the south you've created them. Tabor and Hermon rejoice in your name, you have a mighty arm, strong is your hand and high is your right hand. That's a good thing to to declare and decree. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy and truth go before your face. Verse 15, blessed are the people who what? Blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. They walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. Now, you're going to see here as we go along, joyful sound is translated shout, a joyous shout. There's a number of ways. It's not, it doesn't always say shout. It could say joyful noise. Some of you can't sing, but you can make a joyful noise. Blessed are the people who know. Blessed are the people who know. Let me read it from the Amplified. Blessed, happy, fortunate, to be envied are the people who know the joyful sound. So if you know the joyful sound... If you know the joyous shout, you are what? Blessed. That right there is enough incentive to shout. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied are the people who know the joyful sound. Now listen, because in the Amplified it breaks it down more in the Hebrew. Who understand and appreciate the spiritual blessings symbolized by the feast, they walk, O oh Lord, in the light and favor of your countenance, blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied are the people who know the joyful sound, and these people understand and appreciate the spiritual blessings symbolized by the feast. See, the Jews have certain feasts. you could go off into a whole teaching on, you know, the feast throughout the year. But the Bible says that the Israel, the nation of Israel, is blessed because they know what the feast is all about. They discern spiritually. And a lot of times the trumpets are blown. And you'll if you study out shouting, it also means a trumpet, the blowing of a trumpet. Guess what I played? Trumpet, So, it, you know, it's prophetic and we... What's Trump's name? It's the truth. It's prophetic. Here's the message translation. Blessed are the people who know the passwords of praise, who shout and, and, and prayed in the bright presence of God delighted. They dance all day long. They know who you are, what you do. They keep it quiet. They can't keep it quiet. Blessed are the people who know the passwords of praise, who shout on prayed in the bright presence of God, delighted. They dance all day long. They know who you are, what you do, and they can't keep it quiet. Should have heard us last night when the Braves won. Amen? I I just, in my spirit, feel real good about it. Now, Israel shouted in battle. I was going through trying to find something. Maybe some of you can help me find an example of shouting. The best one was um, Braveheart. (laughs) Right, Bobby? And it shows him, you know, getting the troops ready and... There was a phrase in there he said, and I thought, oh, if I play that, people won't like it. But then on the other hand, I thought, yeah, most of my people will. (laughs) So I might yet. But he rallied the troops. And then at the end, if you remember, I need to watch the whole movie again. At the end, he's dying, being tortured. And he's got anything to say? Freedom! Amen? Blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. Israel shouted because they, they knew God's presence was in, was with them in battle and they'd be victorious. Number two, they discerned the importance of religion, of their religious feast days. In other words, they had spiritual discernment. That's what we're trying to, you know, instill in you. Be spiritually astute. Discern the hour in this new season, the season of the shout. Number three, there was the sound of the Jubilee trumpet. Every 50 years, they blew the ram's horn, not the shofar. They used the shofar on regular feasts, but the ram's horn they blew. Every 50 years, slaves that were slaves or indentured servants were set free. Their land was redeemed so they could have their land back. So you could see why some of the greedy people didn't like that. They didn't want to give anything back. Here, I wrote this down. Why should, you know, the Israel had reasons to shout. Why should believers shout? And I wrote a few scriptures, Galatians 4, 6. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. That's reason enough to shout. Romans 5.17, For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. We're the righteousness of God in Christ. That's another reason to shout. 1 John 5.4, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Are you born of God? Then you are an overcomer. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. One more. Revelation 1.5 says, To Him who loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood, who has made us kings and priests to His God and Father, to Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, The Hebrew root word for shout is R-U-A. And it means a shout of joy, blast of a trumpet, the sounding of an alarm, a cry of jubilee, a victory shout, or a great shout. A shout of joy, a joyful noise, a joyful sound. So you'll find a lot of this when you look at the word shout, What's attached to it? Joy. You know, people should be full of joy. And I'll be quite frank, there's times I I should be operating in more joy. How about you? In other words, be happy. Don't act like you're just pissed all the time. Notify your face. I'm sorry, what? There you go. Thank you, Laura. You know, that's what it is sometimes. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 See, it can go from... it is Too many Christians live by their feelings. The other day, I started tearing up in my eyes. She said, quit that! That's what she said to me. Quit that. Stop that. Feelings. Is that Burton Cummings? I don't remember who's saying that whatever. Feelings. We all are led by our feelings. I don't feel good. I don't feel like I'm successful. It's all in your words. So... Christians in the day ahead, we walk by faith, not by sight. I've told you this many times. If you know how many times I came up, stood behind here, and didn't feel anything. I didn't feel the presence of God. I didn't sense the anointing. It's not that way anymore. Because when I come in here, even before we started ministering, I could tell. My, my finger starts to twitch. It's the anointing. I don't know. I don't understand the significance. I got to talk to Hank about that. My family's the same way. You get your your right hand. Your right hand. Mum left. You left hand. Nate right hand. Takes both hands. God's in. God, the anointing is increasing. It's like I come in here sometimes and it starts over there and then when I'm sitting at my desk and it's like God's hooked a hose up to me and he starts to fill me up. It's a way it's going to get more and more of that in the days ahead. That's a reason to shout. So I want you to look at one one scripture and we're going to read this and then I'll quit. I've got a lot today. I didn't even get into it, but I want to, I do want to read in Ezra chapter three. They were sent back to restore the temple. And it was over a period of years and decades. But in Ezra chapter three, Ezra chapter three, I'm going to read in verse eight through verse 12. Because here's where we find this word shout used. Now, in the second month of the second year of their coming to the house of God at Jerusalem, Zerubbabel, the son of she- Shelatiel, Yeshua, the son of Josadak, and the rest of their brethren, the priests and the Levites, and all those who'd come out of the captivity, Jerusalem, began work and appointed the Levites from 20 years old and above to oversee the work of the house of the Lord. Then Yeshua with his sons and brothers, Cadmiel with his sons and the sons of Judah, arose as one to oversee those working on the house of God. The sons of Hanadad with their sons and their brethren and Levites. I'm glad my sons are here. When the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priest. Stood in their best threads. The priests stood in their what? Their apparel with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals to praise the Lord. Now I I, I don't know. We're tambourines one thing, but if you get people bringing in cymbals off the street, I I don't know. With symbols to praise the Lord. If anybody comes in with symbols, come see me first. With symbols to praise the Lord according to the ordinance of David, King of Israel, and they sang responsively, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever toward Israel. Boy, that's, that's good. You know, growing up, in, we did some things in the Methodist church, and if you came out of the Lutheran church, you did some things responsibly. And that's there's nothing wrong with that, unless you make it a, a tradition, you know, and it over and over and over. But there are times when we need to just say, for He is good, and His mercy endures forever. Then all the people shouted with what your Bible say, with a great shout, now that's, the, I gave you the, the Hebrew root word, R-U-A, but this is a, a different word, and it's T-E-R-U-A-H, and it means a great shout, an ear-piercing great noise, a sound that cannot be ignored. Now, I sit where our house is, I sit in my recliner, especially, you know, in the fall, and I got the windows open and the door, I can hear at the football game. And I know when they score. Why? Because there's a great shout. You know, we can all get all excited and, and give out a great shout. And I don't know if the university right now, but I think we need to do it by faith. <laughs> but we're not, a, we're not inhibited sometimes when we get out there. Of course, you get a t- few beers in you, you can do about anything. What? Not at the unit. Well, they come in primed, I'll clue you. Especially the student body. But, you know, we should come into a service the minute you've got to develop a mindset. That's why military's good. good. You, you come into the door, you just automatically focus on, I'm going to worship Jesus today. I'm not going to complain about anything. I'm going to support my pastor. I'm going to support the worship team. I'm not going to slap the lady that asked me to work in the nursery. You, do you understand what I'm saying? It's a, it's a mindset. It's a heart's attitude when you come into the house of God. Build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in other tongues. On the way out here. Amen? Amen. So it's an ear-piercing great noise. See if somebody that's good on YouTube find me a good thing about an ear-piercing shout. I couldn't find anything. Some of it was kind of lame. Now, look at, uh, well, let's look at one more. I, uh, forgive me, but this won't take long. First Samuel, I promise this is it. First Samuel, cause I, li- I like this story, where the ark of God is captured, but before it's captured, it says in verse 1, now Israel went out to battle against the Philistines and camped "...beside Ebenezer and the Philistines encamped at Aphek. Then the Philistines put themselves in battle array against Israel. And when they joined battle, Israel was defeated by the Philistines who killed about 4,000 men of the army in the field. And when the people come into the camp, the elders of the Israel said, "'Why has the Lord defeated us today before the Philistines? Let us bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord from Shiloh to us. And when it comes among us, it may save us from the hand of our enemies.'" See, that ark represented the presence of God. So the people sent to Shiloh that they might bring from there the ark of the covenant of the Lord of hosts who dwells between the cherubim and the two sons of Eli, Hophni Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the ark of the covenant of God. Well, there's, there's your sign right there if you study those two out. Now listen, this is, this is good. And when the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came into the camp, just picture Raiders of the Lost Ark. When the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted so loudly that the earth shook. Now I, I read over that. Then I, I read that again. They shouted so loud. I have a hard time with that. That the Bible says it. The earth beneath them, when they shouted, shook. Boy, if, if if we did that here, I'd just die and go home, be with the Lord. I'd be so amazed. I'd even go for a chair maybe wiggling. The earth didn't need to shout. Think about that. Well, they were having issues because Israel was in sin. And make a long story short, the ark was captured. And then you, if you read on in 2 Samuel, David went to get the ark again and he danced, remember? All the way in front of the ark and they, they carried the ark in the right way. And there again there was shouting as he came into Jerusalem. So... You know, these are scriptures and I've got, I'll give you some more next week. I've got them all down. Then we'll talk. There were three specific types of shouts that the, Israel, the Israelites did. And we'll, we'll look at those. Amen? Shout! I said Wednesday night at prayer. I know you're working. I said, Bobby will give lessons. $45 an hour. is that why the you went out here one day and I just about soiled myself I mean geez it was so loud let's stand up this morning are you getting it I believe you are father in the name of Jesus we thank you father for anointed shouts in this house in the days ahead Not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of grace. Shouting grace to our mountains. Shouting grace to our circumstances, our finances. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for stirring up the hearts of your people. Even as the nation of Israel was stirred to shout when the ark came in. I thank you, Lord God. That is the way it's going to be in the days ahead at Harvest Church. Father, I thank you. The words of warning that were given today will be heeded. There will be a change of mind, a change of heart to do what God asks his people to do. Not the preacher, but what the Father asks you, the son and daughter, to do obediently so thank you father for your goodness thank you father for your mercy today in jesus name amen anyone here today you need prayer for your physical body anybody we can lay hands on the sick and they will recover There's healing in the name of Jesus. Oh, you got your boot off. Healing for that. What's? Oh my. Now what? What what was that from? Oh, that was from carpal tunnel. Okay, I've been there, done that. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we lose healing into these hands, wrists, arms. Thank you for doctors, surgical procedures. But Jesus, there's healing in your name. So thank you for full range of motion, supernatural speedy recovery with no complications in the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. All God's people said "Amen." amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, anything else? Well, go out this week and act like a true believer. I sent this to the worship team this past week. I have a request before Sunday. I want you to practice shouting in your personal time with the Lord. Don't get weird, but practice getting loud with Jesus. I believe God wants to do some things Sunday in our service time and in our practice. Shout victory! Shout breakthrough! Shout healing! Shout justice! Shout the greatness of our God! Amen. Practice Amen. Shouting.